was on the radio. Right. <laughs> One of our all favorite movies, uh, Back to the Future, was in the movie theater. And our favorite toy, Grimlock, made its toy premiere. Now Grimlock wasn't... Grimlock was, he wasn't all that smart, an Autobot, but he sure was tough. He valued power and strength. A lot of these, a lot of these things are Decepticon traits, but not, not our man, no. He was, he was special. He was cool. He made him talk like a caveman. That's all right. Uh, so we're excited not just to celebrate what he was, but also to take a trip uh, and see really exactly what, what's cool about this guy and how he's changed and how he's made his way onto the silver screen and how exciting that is. So we're going to take you on a trip right now. So as you remember, the Autobots, Ratchet specifically, they, they made these guys. That's pretty cool, right? They made them. And uh, they made them out of ancient dinosaur fossils. And, um, you know, the, the rest is history. So let's have a look.
had more sophisticated brains. Brains? You do not know how to bash brains. Maybe bash yours. Uh, 
to say I took the truth serum, and I love Grimlock because he's big, he's bad, he's mean, but deep down inside he's got a heart of gold. Plus, what's better than a transformer that can turn into a T-Rex? He can breathe fire, and he's got an awesome sword. So, Grimlock is mine. I'm gonna go, I mean, the dynamite that I just uh, mentioned earlier, it's, it's slag for me. I mean, you look, you look at that clip, I mean, he single-handedly puts Optimus in his place with one blast, knocks him in the back wall, he breathes fire, and he shoots frickin' lasers out of his triple horns. For me, uh, it's easy, it's sludge, because as an already little kid, I just like brachiosaurus, I think it's just that simple. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go with slag, too. He was, my, he was the one down about it as a kid, and in the comics, I was really excited to be able to make him the Next chapter of the Dinobot Saga, celebrating 30 years of the brand. The Transformers Animated Series. I gotta say, this was a great time for Transformers. I had just I just joined the brand and other like great designers like Eric Stevenella and Aaron Archer. It's some really good product, and I learned a lot from those guys. And unfortunately, I didn't get to work on these products, but I got to see some really great designs in them. <laughs> this isn't the Oscars, but what's great is I think Animated did a really good take on the Dinobots and it, it took them into a, a great design aesthetic and it, it still kept the things about them that were that we all think are awesome, but then it played them up in a new way that was fun and uh, still very exciting and full of uh, rocks in your brain's fun with uh, the Dinobots. Can I throw them? Yeah.
play with different form factors. And you can see it here, like each character had like a club no, fireplace. Swoop had the mace with the, with the lava inside of it. And of course Grimlock, we really went deep in there and we gave him the sword that emits fire. So it was a really uh, great interpretation of where the characters are and we took it even further. Alright guys, another round of questions. So what were you working on back in 2008? When animated release, I think Lynn got a peek what you were doing, but Mark, if you can start out. I was working at a much smaller toy company and uh, waiting for my call to the big leagues. <laughs> uh, I, I had a peek into what was going on in Transformers, but I think at the time I was uh, working on Spider-Man Anatomy. I was, I was working on a line of animatronic dinosaurs. I was working on a little brand called G.I. Joe. Uh, I was editing Wolverine comics. <laughs> awesome. So the next chapter. Fun one for sure. This is about the time that I came out to Transformers. When, when I came to the comics, one of the first questions people asked me was, where are the Dinobots? When are the Dinobots going back? And I, I was super excited. And I think when we, when we all saw the trailer uh, for Fall of Cybertron, I mean, I think that just... Uh, Got, got everybody going. I mean, they kind of bombed for a couple game. years, and it was just amazing to see them come back in this new version.
are kind of an oddball in the Transformers fiction, and so we really had to come up with a unique story that made sense to bring these characters to life. Not only were they, frankly, my personal favorite, and, and a lot of fans' favorites, Grimlock's a huge character, they have some great gameplay that we can make around being this, this big giant T-Rex. But we came to Hazard to pitch what we really wanted to do with this, this game. They were in the process of creating the Bible of all things Transformers, all the Lord kind of creating this huge binder of, of everything that fit in the universe going forward. Dinobots didn't really have a place where they were trying to figure out where they were going with them. With that, we made a super impassioned speech about how important the Dinobots were for us, that we desperately need them, and Hasbro gave us the game. There have been a couple of creation stories for the Dinobots in comics and, and G1, and even some, some other kind of fan fiction stuff. All were kind of interesting, but none of those really worked for the story we were trying to tell. Before they were ever Dinobots, the Grimlock and crew existed as a team on Cybertron, super powerful, battle-hearted warriors. They weren't dinosaurs, they had different shapes. What happens to them? They get captured by maybe the worst guy to get captured by, Shockwave. He is the mad scientist of the Decepticons. What Shockwave has found is a way to open up space bridges. He can go to other worlds. He opens up this technology and is searching through the cosmos to find another planet that has life on it. In the course of his investigations, he finds primordial Earth, Earth 65, 70 million years ago. And as he's investigating, he sees these interesting life forms, dinosaurs. The dog has it labeled a sludge. Must have been Shockwave's design for him. Yes, we all have new forms. He turns them into these shapes. He sacrifices some of their mental processing power to give them more physical raw power. He hopes to control them and give them these new powerful combat forms. Sort of backfires in the sense that uh, it's successful transformation. They are giving these new shapes are super powerful, but nobody controls Grimlock. So I think 
you still keep the heart of it there, but you're continuing to evolve that design. And I think that when you look forward towards the movie that's going to be coming out real soon, we're all excited about. I think that you see that next evolution. And, you know, we all know dinosaurs evolve, so. <laughs> so, I mean, it goes without saying, when we saw these designs, we knew that they were just right. And we got, we were so excited, we got the concept art, and we're like, this is going to work out. This is what the Dinobots are supposed to look like. And working with High Moon, we had such a great relationship with them. They, we shared so much information back and forth, working on how they need to look, how they need to feel. Um, and working with them, we were able to kind of play into the powers that they have. So this is a design that was done where we wanted to play up the fact that Grimlock breathed fire in the game. You can't really put fire in a toy. So uh, we wanted to play up his Energon fire. So how could we do that? So the idea was we can put the red LED in his mouth and when you pull on it, it looks like he's charging up. And actually, it's light piped in such a way where it looks like his, uh, I guess, lack of a better word, diodes are starting to glow. Um, and I think we nailed it pretty close to the uh, game reference. Uh, it was a, I actually got the privilege alert working on this item, and it was an honor to work on it. Um, so, and I think the final product came out pretty sweet. <laughs> no problem. It's good, man. Alright, so, of course, John, you hinted at the next chapter. Age of Extinction. Fun to theaters next Friday. We're really excited about that. Then, uh, you guys want to touch on a little bit of before we do. This is the greatest of farms in modern physics since the study of the attic. A rare metal, molecularly unstable. It's what they're made of.
some of the things here. We started off this uh, this journey with the, in, into Transformers 4. Uh, we knew these guys had to have the energy, like I was saying, and the original G1 guys. Then we propelled the next dimension. They had to be sharp. They had to have that that on-screen energy that we knew that was going to be, you know, it's going to blow audiences away. Um, and we also knew that it's it's important to kind of keep these guys just really uh, primal, almost. But that's I was just going to say the number one thing was visceral. That was the word we used visceral. every day. Visceral. They are aggressive. Even in the, the very early reads of the script, there weren't a lot of descriptions of what the Dinobots looked like because uh, there really weren't a lot of visuals yet. But the one thing that it did say, it, uh, it called them out as um, barbaric knights. And we took that to heart because when you look at these guys, we, we thought about different suits of armor, even in the head designs. If you think about um, the way a knight's head of armor looks and the way they would be looking out of that uh, suit of armor, we worked that directly into the designs and what we started getting back from the studios in terms of concept art were very raw, barbaric looking um, robot forms. It's, it's interesting, if you look at the, the cast of Dinobots, the, the, the toys that we did, the, you can start to see that each one of them kind of owns a job on the team. So it's like Grimlock is, he's the leader, so he does jack of all trades, but uh, you know, the, the, each one kind of has a weapon. The, the guy that flies, is, is, he's, got, he's, he's got two heads now, which is crazy. Two heads are better than one. And he's able to, you know, whip people. He's got bladed wings. Uh, sludge is, uh, is, he's got, you know, armor all over his body. Or slog, excuse me. <laughs> he's, he's sort of like, a, he's a mobile tank. So he's, 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 the, uh, he's the brawn. And, and uh, you know, he can speak some of the other ones. No, that's the same same team that we think about. If you were to assemble the perfect team, whether it's a, you know a group of, of uh, ninjas or whatever, you want someone that's got a different discipline for every type of battling you could possibly think of. You know, when you see Optimus riding the T-Rex, he can run fast. He's a biped. You can have Optimus on his back riding him. He can breathe fire. He can whip stuff with his tail. He's sort of the all-rounder, as John was starting to describe. The other guys start to break down into having sort of specialties in battle. And that even plays into what we were thinking about and their special abilities. We want them to be more than your typical Transformer or Cybertronian. They are weapons. Everything about them is dangerous. So. You can actually see here, we were early thinking that Grimlock had this ability to, as he ate Decepticons, would start getting more weapons. So again, it was playing into their ability. And actually, that came from thinking about how dinosaurs through the years, when we learned about them as kids, they evolved. So that's where that idea was actually pulled from. So you can kind of see in all the other designs, too, that we wanted to play up these very powerful, uh, mechanized uh, attack features that were at the same time felt very primal. So starting off, we got Grimlock. He's the fearless leader. You know him. We love him. We've been hanging out with him since 1985. He's our buddy. Slug. Like I was saying, he's a walking tank. Incredible. Slug. Slug is. Slug. Slug to me is is. I think I mentioned before. He's like he's like a charging bull. And when you when you look at the even the the toy product those swords that you can plug into the sides of That was intended to picture him doing a charging attack. Not only can he take stuff out with his horns, he's going to take anything out that's flanking him on either side with those swords. 
Yeah, all these guys are fast too. I think that's a big thing that we touched on. Is like in the movie, it's like everything about it, these these Transformers films is fast. There's lots of energy, and you guys rode the Transformers the ride, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Hey, what a I mean, amazing experience! But it's, it's fast. It comes at you fast. These dinosaurs are coming at you fast, and and I think that's important too. So you know, Strafe and Snarl, these guys are they're tense. Snarl to me is he's. He's a suit of armor. All those plates on his back, that those spines. Is bladed armor. Yeah, yeah, bladed sharp armor. You take them off, and they, you know, they become 